Hello and welcome back to the Offensive Zone show. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Belated, I know, given that it was technically last week, because you're listening to this on a Monday. But for us, it's the first time that we're recording since Thanksgiving. So I hope everybody had a great time meeting families and chomping down on the uh, on Turkey as it is official Turkey Day. Uh, I presume, Tyler, JP, you both had uh, had a good Thanksgiving? Absolutely. I'm so full, man. I'm still full. <laughs> Don't want to see turkey again, I can again, agree right? with you there. <laughs> Lots of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the like blanket American response about Thanksgiving. I'm so full, <laughs> man. That's what everybody says. Oh yeah, I'm great except for indigestion. Other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, with there's no Max this time. I've got two hockey heroes uh, with me in this virtual room, as always. But we are we're down one hero. So unfortunately, Max, who's actually got covid at the moment so we are gonna all wish him the best and a speedy recovery right this is going to be a bit weird we're going to do a thanksgiving special we are going to cover some of the normal bits that we do so we're still going to do the news um you'll be glad to hear because i know how much everybody loves the little jingle um but after we've done the news and we have some good bits to talk around we're going to cover each of the 32 teams and go through what each of those teams is thankful for um, because it's Thanksgiving and we thought we, we were pushing the boat out and we're going to do that. But uh, as always, we will kickstart with the news and the jingle. <laughs> or not, because it's not, not going to start. <laughs> <laughs> I'll it's sing it. Gonna, I can sing it yeah, for you. I, you know, I, I think your rendition was better, JP, to be honest. I was in the wrong um, key, but uh, close. And, uh, I, close I, I, do you know what? I, I, I was tempted to cut this out and just to edit the, the jingle back in, but I'm, I'm not. I'm going to leave in your version, <laughs> JP, just so everybody can listen. Well, I know you know guys have been dying to hear me sing, so there it is. I, uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so well, I'll tell you what, if my, if my little board's not going to work, this is going to be a this gonna be a depressing episode or, or a good episode for those that don't, don't, don't like all the little uh, jingles that I throw in to keep myself amused um so so i'd say we have got some new stories to go through and some are serious and some are less than serious um but starting with a more serious one um the sharks gm doug wilson has had to take a temporary medical leave um i don't know what the issue is and I've, i've read a few things that it's not said the team definitely haven't said they just said it's a temporary medical leave and his assistant a guy called joe will uh, is going to take over day-to-day operations. So uh, Doug Wilson, obviously famous for a few things. Uh, Hall of Fame inductee this year, because he was the one that I famously said was the St. Louis Blues GM until I realized that I completely cocked it up and it was the Sharks GM. <laughs> but there you go. Um, but also famous for being the GM who said he was never going to rebuild. Uh, if, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right with that. So Guys, I don't know if you've seen anything on this or if you've if you've heard anything other than the fact that he's taken medical leave. But yeah, just uh, same thing, just kind of a little bit mysterious. Yeah, not doesn't seem like there's a lot of detailed info, but um, you have to assume <clears throat> that it's probably somewhat serious if he's needing to take leave. So fingers crossed, it's uh, it's not you know it's not anything that's uh, going to be too incredibly serious and be able to recover, you know, regardless of what anybody thinks about, <laughs> about his hockey practice or whatever. Um, yeah. You, you, mm-hmm. hope he, you hope he's okay. That's the main thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, I hope it's not serious because the fact that we're very quiet about it, you always, 
And maybe it's just the way that my mind works, but I suddenly start thinking, God, yeah. I hope this isn't, it's, you know, it, something. It is worrisome, isn't proper. it? Yeah, you wonder. So, you're like, eesh, if they're not going to say what's going on, you worry that it then might be something serious. But uh, mm-hmm. fingers crossed it's not, you know. But uh, yeah. we'll see. Exactly. Um, so going from serious to not so serious. So the uh, New Jersey Devils released their alternate jersey um, last week, I think that was, uh, which was met by, it was kind of released on social media first and people kind of broke it before the team did. And a lot of people thought that it was a, it was like a mock-up. It was a fake because people hated it. Uh, and then it turned out that it was actually the real alternate jersey. And for those that haven't seen it, uh, it's a black jersey with some stripes on it uh, that are in white. And then on the front, it has the word jersey, uh, which was the bit that everybody didn't like. right? So because they kind of thought, yeah, OK. Uh, they, ironically, though, and I guess when people were slagging this off, they didn't realize at the time it was actually designed by Marty Brodeur, which... then puts devil's fans at a real conundrum because he is obviously a god um but that jersey is quite clearly horrific and the reason why he should stick to coaching and not to designing um but the the devils made light of the fact that they released their jersey jersey by releasing a hat a charity which has the word hat on the front of it which i thought was (laughs) was pretty funny i was gonna say Um, yeah that's the obvious joke right is that a label for what it is or (laughs) (laughs) so uh so yeah i think they've uh i haven't got to use this actually in a little while because uh of of teams but this is this is i presume this actually works by the way but this is uh, probably that just about sums up the uh, the jersey jersey uh so <laughs> i'm really interested to see how many people buy it you wonder if that came up in disgusting. conversation when they were approving it and everything you wonder if so i mean surely somebody had to say now you know because it just says jersey it looks like we're labeling mm. the item like and somebody was just like mm-hmm. ah, no big deal everybody gets it like that's, <laughs> and people, yeah is that what yeah. happened yeah. yeah well i just uh, whoever was sat around that table they, they, I always say it, you need that guy around the table who's going to be that wait a minute guy and somebody around that table, like you said, should have just gone, Marty, we love you, but that jersey is, <laughs> and there's no better way of putting it, is completely horrific. Yeah, there is, there is no, no nicer way of putting it. It's not good. Yeah, too many really. too many yes men or yes people around, uh, around him perhaps, but... Uh... You know, what can you do? Mm. Mm. Exactly. It's exactly. too late now. It's already been manufactured. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> expect to see it in a bargain bin near you <laughs> in the distant future because <laughs> it's uh, pretty bad. Um, so, right. So keeping with uh, things that aren't quite so serious but are important. So Ovechkin moves one step closer to yet another um, uh, title award historic moment in his career so he's one goal shy of the record uh held by dave and rick uh which is or Andrea chuck should i say which is the power play goals um i have no idea what that what that number is i can't remember but he's one goal away from it which is no surprise given how many goals the veteran scores on the power play um but what interesting fact uh guys and this is purely because this came up the other day uh, so obviously, all-time point record in the NHL is held by Wayne Gretzky. That's not a surprise. I'm sure if I'd asked you guys who had the most points in the NHL of all time, you would have guessed Wayne Gretzky, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> the interesting fact 
is if you if, if Wayne Gretzky had never scored a goal, so never scored once, he would still have the all-time points record in the NHL. <laughs> that is mental. It's insane. Absolutely mental. That's why they call him the There's great one. There's just such a large gap. Mm. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just it's impressive. Like you said, the great one, man, the great one. So, um, and, and Ovechkin is, like, he has started this season super, super hot. So anybody that thinks that you can't do what he does at his age or thought that the contract that he signed maybe was a risk for the Capitals, not a chance. Like he is, he looks better this year than he did last year. To be fair, he really is on fire. Um, talking about people that don't look better than they did in previous years, uh, we saw two-time Stanley Cup winner Matt Murray placed on waivers by the Ottawa Senators. Uh, he's in the second year of a four-year deal with an AAV of six point two five million. Now, I'll get your thoughts on this in a second, guys. What made me laugh with this? isn't the fact that Matt Murray got put on waivers because it's a it's a real kind of fall from grace for him and a, and a real sad way for his career to have gone. Uh, and I really hope that he rebounds. Um, but we've been saying that for a couple of years now and it doesn't look like he is. But it was the fact that the Ottawa Senators GM said, well, if someone doesn't claim him on waivers, he'll go to the Senator, to the obviously the AHL Senators, which I thought, who's claiming him on waivers? I'm not being funny, but you were stupid to sign that contract. <laughs> Nobody's going to save you from that deal, guys. You're paying him, but... Um, he, he he cleared too, right? Like He cleared, yeah, he cleared today, yeah. 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 What a shock, what a shock. Um, um, and since we're on the waiver news, uh, by the way, I just read, I was because I was looking at the news on Matt Murray, Evander Kane is getting placed on waivers, dude. He is yeah. on waivers. That is correct. That's so, huge, right? Unless I got yeah, ahead of if, you. You might have been getting ready to read that. I don't know. But uh, I just, <laughs> I didn't know. And I just saw it and I was like, oh, wow. That, uh, yeah. I, I knew something was eventually probably going to come down the pipe. But wow, placed on waivers. Just stealing my thunder, man. It's just, it's it's fine. Sorry, it's fine. sorry. <laughs> got ahead of you. <laughs> but no, no, that was today. And um, Logan Shaw as well was put on waivers. Um, uh, the Ottawa Logan Shaw. Um, like Evander Kane, I mean, he's again, he's I, I just, he's a very different place to me to Matt Murray. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, if if you want fourteen million and completely wasted cap space, you could have collected both of them. So <laughs> what a Christmas present that would have been for your fans. Uh, so uh, yeah, so surprise, surprise, he cleared waivers. Uh, the next bit of news we have is the New York Islanders, and they're the next team to have the COVID smash. So they've now had two games postponed due to it, and they've currently got seven players in protocol. This kind of goes back to what we were saying last week, JP. Um, you know, if you've got the only risk, if you continue to play with that many players in your organization with it, is you risk infecting the other team, surely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, um, I hate that it's starting to happen again, right? Like like mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's kind of more than one team now, and but this, what what else can you do? I mean, I, I, right? It's worse. I think it's worse if you just let them keep playing. There's not not really, I don't think, much alternative here. It's it's the right thing to do. I just hope it doesn't start to become one of those seasons where they're going to have to modify eventually, right? But you know, I hope not. I hope yeah. not. And um, but I I don't know. I I do. And obviously, you know, for those that haven't picked up on the accent, maybe this is the first time listening to the podcast. Um, 
yeah, it's uh, I'm obviously from the UK. Shocker, I know how 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 well I hide that fact. Um, but uh, it's we're starting to see this new variant, which is from uh, from Africa. I, specifically, I think it's from South Africa, I believe, but it, it could be from another area of Africa. I honestly don't know. Um, the Om- Omicron variant, I think it's called. I think they're just trying to pick names that are even more difficult for for media to pronounce as variants. <laughs> I liked it when they just called the beta or the alpha variant. Yeah, anyway. just stick to the Greek um, alphabet, right? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It's a lot easier to say. Um, so that this, but this new variant, it's um, the rate of infection is crazily quick. So even quicker than the other variants that we've seen. And obviously, Europe has gone into this like panic lockdown to try and stop it from getting in. But it's it's as as most things are like it's too late. I mean, the UK, I think we've got two or three cases now but i guarantee you within a couple of weeks we'll have two or three hundred um i believe it's not supposed to be stronger in terms of its effects but it is definitely more transmissible so i'm hoping the us and canada can shut their borders and stay clear from it because uh you know we talked about it earlier in the beginning of season we we don't want to see this season impacted by covid and, and nobody wants lockdowns or anything back in their lives you know we've 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 had so many people and have had their lives massively impacted and most of us have had it minorly impacted in the grand scheme of things but yeah it's not good not good so yeah it just goes on and on and on doesn't it like it's it's the whole thing's exhausting i'm sure for everybody regardless of what anybody's stance might be on it you know it's we can all agree like we would sure like it to go away, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, uh, man, yeah. just the hits keep um, coming, you know? And, uh, so <laughs> this, this is the part of the news where, and Tyler, you mentioned it on our, on our Twitter chat earlier, but I, I, I you can't avoid this piece of news. So, uh, Lemieux is, uh, and that's Lemieux, little Lemieux is, is set to have an NHL players safety hearing after, taking a bite out of Brady to Chuck and <laughs> like, okay. When, when Brad Marshall licked that person's face, I thought it's not going to get lower than that. And then this happened and you're like, seriously? <laughs> um, so I don't know what your thoughts on it, guys. It's bizarre is what I would say. Yeah. Brady Kachuk was not happy about it. He, uh, he went on a rant calling him a baby and the most gutless thing somebody could ever do. Um, which is exactly what you would expect a Kachuk to say, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that other than the, the Marshan incident that you were talking about, but yeah. I just, I, I don't really know what to say about it. And, and, and then only a few days ago, we had Panarin throw his glove at Marshan, which is, <laughs> I just felt like saying to him, dude, come on, drop the gloves. That's fine. You know, punch, fight. You know, even even just do a late check or whatever you feel like. Don't throw your glove at somebody. I mean, like, how pathetic is that? I mean, it's a real, <laughs> it's a real like, I don't know. I mean, we were talking before about having the guy from Scotland, uh, uh, a guy called Gordon. We're going to be interviewing him in a couple of weeks' time. But it's a, I think that they would use the term Jesse in in, in over over on that side of the UK. But it it is it's a real like. I think back in the day when I was playing rugby. If someone had threw a glove at me, I think I just laughed. You know, so uh, there you go. Um, 
So the, the thing that Brady Tuchuk said was, uh, this is just this is me quoting from Brady Tuchuk's uh, little little monologue that he he put on <laughs> on social media. Uh, he said, "The guys, are, this guy is a joke. Uh, he shouldn't even be in the league. This guy's gutless. No other team wants him. He's going to be begging to be in the NHL, but no other team will want him. He's an absolute joke." And then he consistently there was like three or four paragraphs of that kind of stuff. So right. it's glad to see that uh, Brady got over it really quickly. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I watched the, I just watched the scrap. I just watched the highlight of the actual. You know, I don't know. Did they actually drop the gloves, or was it more during a uh, more of just kind of a scrum? I don't know if they dropped the gloves or not, but the part that I saw, they were already on the ground, and the refs were trying to break them up. And I think that's when the bite happened, but. Um, mm. Lemieux was clearly like in a rage, like they could not peel him off of him. Um, <laughs> but to bite, wow. Like you just like, what, how does it get to that point? You know, it's not the first time yeah. biting has happened in the NHL either. It doesn't happen a lot, but it, it has happened. I think before, um, yeah. I remember, a, believe it or not, a night, a golden night biting someone, but the circumstances were very different. PK Subban fish hooked Pierre Edward, uh, Pierre Edward Belmar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Belmar did not appreciate PK Subban's finger being in his mouth. So he bit him. Uh, that one did, did not go penalized. That one was, uh, <laughs> mostly everybody laughing at PK Subban being angry about that. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, it, 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 it was an intense, uh, going back to what we're talking about here. That was, it was an, it was an intense scrap. They were obviously both really mad, but yeah, biting my guy. I think his hand was bloodied up too. If I recall, it looked like it. Did you guys mm-hmm. see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took a piece out of him. So, um, but yeah, there you go. There's, there's some joke in there about them. You should have been playing for the Sharks. But anyway, <laughs> so we'll move quickly on, move quickly. On. It's a Sunday night guys. What can I say? That's, that's as funny. That's as funny as I get for a Sunday night. Um, and then the last piece of news, uh, that was, well, the newsworthy for us to talk about here was, uh, then you'd, you'd blink and you'd nearly miss it because, uh, NHL.com, I don't think had anything on it. I had to end up having to go through the, the dregs of the internet to find it, but Canadians assistant GM, a guy called Scott, uh, hopefully I'm going to pronounce his surname right here, but Melon B, uh, resigned after nine years with the team. And I think this came as quite a surprise, from what I read anyway, and this is via The Athletic, I might point out. It came as quite a surprise, I think, to a lot of people in that organization because their thought was, and this is where I'd love to get uh, Max's opinion, uh, and if he's listening to this podcast, he's probably giving his opinion now, <laughs> but we can't hear him. Um, but the, 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 the rumors were that it, their current GM obviously would potentially resign as he's not signed an extension. His contract ends at the end of this year and that Mellonby would step up into that role. But they've obviously decided not to do that. And maybe that's why he's resigned. You know, if he knows that he's not going to get the top job. I read a couple of suggestions that that might be at least from the insiders that that, that's kind of the rumor that that's sort of how it went down. Like he was waiting for the promotion kind of thing and found out it wasn't going to happen. So he was ready to move on, but who knows speculation, right? Yeah. And I thought the only guarantee I think we know is that Bergevin is almost certainly not going to be re-signing as the Canadians GM. I think that feels now like it's a certainty, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, almost Mellon B resigning tells us that right. Nothing else. Right. Yeah. Um, but that, unless I've missed anything, but that is our news. Let's see if the jingle works this time. There we go. 
so nearly nearly as good as your rendition, Jay. Jay I was singing Jay. along that time, so nearly as nearly as good. Um, so they go. I'll tell you what. We'll have to get you to sing. Maybe next season, uh, we'll we'll come up with a new jingle and we we'll get you to to sing it, oh, record okay. it, and so then like a regular can... singing spot for me, mm-hmm. just every episode. Go, yeah. yeah, I'm in, man. I'm... Exactly. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can tell I used to unless be a our listen start to go down, and then and then we'll know we need to cut it out. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> That'll be the indicator. Um, well, look, I want to talk about the games that happened at the weekend, okay? And just before the weekend as well, because the Kraken finally won a game. <laughs> it took a while. It goes on for a little while, but I'm all right to listen to that because it's, it's with, a good, with a good purpose. So we were on the last podcast talking about Kraken um, and needing to kind of get out this slump that they were in. They did that. They got some, and we, we, we pulled out some fantastic victories over the last couple of weeks, or the last couple of days, should I say. It feels like weeks because we've been waiting so long for them, but a couple of days. Uh, and what surprised me the most is they've kind of played like that team that we were talking about on the podcast that we thought that Seattle were going to be, but just haven't been. And, you know, especially last night against the Panthers, um, you know, the Panthers were all over us. And uh, Driga absolutely stood on his head. And there's something to be said for goalies going back to their old places. Historically, they tend to do quite well, but he he looked like Driga from last year. And we were just that annoying, gritty team that was tough to beat. And we, we, we did a similar job against Carolina. You know, Carolina probably had some of the better chances, but Grubauer played fantastically well and you know, it's it's been a pretty good trip. And I said to Tyler, we'll talk about the Tampa Bay game in a second, which obviously we lost. But I honestly thought I'd be sitting on this podcast with some sort of cricket score or baseball score for those of you a little west of where I am um, in terms of what the combined score was going to be over the two games, Saturday and Sunday night. So I had two early mornings, two early morning hockey watches and, uh, you know, pleasantly surprised with both of them. It was good. So, so I'm happy, which is which is always nice on a Sunday. But Tyler, your your thoughts? Because Tampa Bay game was pretty intense. Um, the big cat Vasilevsky got a double back to back shutout. I was a shutout the, the day the game before as well. Um, I want to know your thoughts on Vasilevsky because we always talk about McDavid being this franchise elite level, best player in hockey. I just feel like when is it that Vasilevsky is going to get that same level of um, appreciation? Because in terms of goalies out there, yeah, there may be some goalies that are of the older generation that were at Vasilevsky's level at some point in time in their career. But right now, there is nobody better than him. And he he is, he isn't elite. He is franchise, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with you. Um, I think he's kind of getting there in terms of the level of respect. I mean, he just won the Conn Smythe. Um, mm-hmm. I think everyone's kind of realized that he is the best goalie in the National Hockey League. And without him, the Lightning are nowhere near 12-4-3. I mean, we're missing Kucherov, Point, uh, Eric Chernak, which are all key role players for us. And he's he's had an incredible run the past three years. Um in 2015, 
in the Stanley Cup final, they went on a run, and Ben Bishop got hurt in Game 3. Uh, Vasilevsky came in for the rest of the series. Bishop was out, and you could kind of see, like, whoa, like, who is this guy? He was so athletic. Um, he he struggled. I mean, it was his first career playoff game in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup final. So, uh, other than he had some kind of positioning struggles, but he's – as I've as I've heard around the organization, he's one of the hardest workers they have. Um, but I think he's definitely getting up there in terms of respect. He just hit 200 wins with one of those shutouts. Um, yeah, I think only time is just his legend is going to increase. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's still super young as well in terms right. of his, you know, his his potential. You know, presuming he plays until the same age as Lundqvist, Fleury, you know, others. He he could end up with smashing goalie stats all over the place, right? And in the last year's Stanley Cup run, I've just never seen a goalie play as well as he did. In every mm. single series clinching game, he shut them out. It was just, it was incredible. Mm. Yeah, and he, as I said, it was hard to watch that Seattle game against Tampa and not just feel in awe of Vasilevsky's performance because we honestly we never looked like scoring and it wasn't because we didn't have chances. I thought Seattle gave a good account of themselves. I I, I didn't hate the game from a, from a fan perspective. I thought we, we played quite well, but you look at the scoreline, you think we were blown out, but in in reality, it's just, you know, we were basically shooting pucks against a wall. So yeah, he's just so quick. You you have to Mm. kind of move side to side. That's kind of the only way you can score on him. Mm. Right, right. The, yeah. the passes, the quick passes across the slot or whatever, right? Right. <laughs> catch, we have to kind of catch a wide open net to get one past him. Yeah. Right. And mm. his his butterfly is so good. That's his like probably main strength. I mean, he does a full split and <laughs> his pads are just covering the entire bottom of the net. So it's either a top shelf shot or quick passes from side to side that you can score on him. But right. down low, he's so good. He is. He's, he's seriously good. So, uh, and we've had our first bout of snow here in the UK today, which will undoubtedly, knowing UK weather, be just warm enough this afternoon or this evening for it to melt and just cold enough overnight for it to freeze. And then I'll probably be joining Vasilevsky in terms of doing the splits while I'm walking the dog tomorrow. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, um, I don't envy but, you in, in, in the part of the world where you're getting snow, man. That's one thing in Vegas. We don't really deal with that a whole lot. I don't miss it, though. I've lived in snowy parts of the country, and <laughs> I have eaten I, it many times on uh, frozen driveways. So I mm, feel you. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm just I'm such a sad, sad individual when it comes to Christmas. It is my favorite time of the year. I love you know, I love the, you know, being with your family. I, I I love I love food, so turkey and stuff is great. An excuse to to have it every day for like four days straight doesn't doesn't bother me. But um, it's uh, yeah, and the and the weather. I I, I like the snow um, falling on my backside, not so much. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm with you. So we go. How how have Vegas got on JP this weekend? How's how's your hockey weekend been? Um, so. Yeah, yesterday was a little bit of a, a disappointment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the the Knights continue to play at their sort of at their solid clip, and so overall, I'm happy with what they've been doing. I mean, they've won. I'm a, I don't know the exact stat, but like out of the last twelve or thirteen games, you know, they've probably won nine or ten of them. So they're they're doing really well. But the game last night against the Oilers, you know, was a little bit of a bummer. It's one of those games where it's like 
you know, against a team like the Oilers, you cannot, a couple of mistakes and they'll make you pay. And that's exactly what happened. So they lost Mm -hmm. 3-2 and that's after going down in a 3-0 hole. And so basically there was just like a little gap of about five minutes where they allowed two or three breakaways and the Oilers scored on two of them. And that was the story of the game. You know, they spent the rest of the game trying to get Mm -hmm. back in it. And they almost did, <laughs> but the game finished three, two. So, um, a little bit of a bummer there, but I mean, honestly, overall they're getting healthier, you know, they're down to maybe only five roster players out as opposed to 11. So, um, that's a good sign <laughs> stones back Pacioretty's back. So yeah, all, all good. Really? I mean, they, um, I think they went into Thanksgiving third in the division. They've since slipped, but you know, still at this point in the season, just one win or loss can, can knock you down a couple spots. Cause there's just the point spread's not quite big enough yet so they're right in there yeah um, different games played too yeah yeah and games in hand and all that stuff so um but yeah they're right in there really where they needed to be until they get everybody healthy so yeah yeah i think i think they're right on track you know it's five minutes of bad hockey that's going to happen sometimes and unfortunately it was against the oilers so but uh and the oilers continue to be great i mean they you know they were impressive watching them last night as i say i've said it before and i'll say it again i do not want those guys as a first round matchup you know in the in the playoffs <laughs> i really hope vegas can avoid them cuz it'll be a seven game epic and you, you try to avoid those in the first round if you can you want to save those for when it's western conference final or stanley right. cup final you know you wear yourself out you do these hard seven game series 100%. You know, first round, second round, a lot of times you don't have anything left. So, and that's what it'll be against those guys. They're really good. So, yeah, they do. They look, they look solid. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to face them. And, oh, and I, I think we've got the orders in a, in a couple of games mm-hmm. time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm not looking forward and, to that. And one more thing, and then we can move on. We talked about mm-hmm. this on the podcast about their depth, right? And, and sort of they've, they've got better depth than they did before. Uh, Vegas mm-hmm. kept Dreisaitl and McDavid off the score sheet last night. Neither one of them had a point. And, and, and the Oilers still uh, took the game. It was all scoring from other guys. So, I mean, yeah, that's a sign of how that team is built, right? Like, you keep McDavid and Dreisaitl off the score sheet. And and Koskinen was amazing, too. So, yeah, they're just, look, obviously, I've said it before in other ways, but they, they look really, like, scary good. Really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which will appease a lot of uh, Edmonton fans. So maybe, maybe this is the year that we we see, you know, the uh, the kind of behemoth that we thought sure. Edmonton were going to be. Yeah. We actually see it in practice. See so. what these guys can do. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, right. So we're going to transition over to the thirty-two teams. So uh, taking a slightly comical look at this, but we're going to. It's Thanksgiving. We thought we all pick the 32 teams, split it between all four of us. Um, so Max <laughs> did have eight uh, teams, which I'll have to try and cover uh, myself. Um, and then we've got, obviously, the, the other three of us have got R8. And we're looking at what one thing, if there is one thing, are the teams thankful for. So we were talking about Vegas. So I'm going to start with you, JP. What do you, what do you think this year? What are, what are Vegas thankful for? So I'm not going through my list, right? Just you're going to name a Just team Vegas, at a time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So Vegas, um, they should be thankful for depth. Um, and some of my answers are funny, but this one's serious. Um, wh- <laughs> what Vegas has gone through for a lot of teams, it would be end of season already. Like mm. probably half the teams in the National Hockey League or more, I think, 
they'd be done with all the injuries Vegas has undergone, you know, half their roster out hurt. Um, so Vegas is thankful for depth because they have totally managed to, uh, keep themselves in the race, uh, through all of that adversity. So, um, Vegas and Vegas fans, including myself, I'm very thankful for Vegas's depth. So, mm-hmm. and there's some guys that have really stepped up. Like it's surprising. There's, there's a few people that I've seen their name on the uh, on the lineup, and I thought, you know, who's that guy? Exactly. And then, uh, and then you know, they're playing at NHL level, so it's right. uh, it's, know, it's it's, it's been good. impressive. It's very next man up mentality. It's been cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Next man up. That's it. There you go. That's what they're, they're, they're thankful for, for having that mentality. It's Absolutely. good. Absolutely. It's good. Um, Ty, I'm going to come across to you now, mate. Uh, I don't know if you've got them in any specific order, but we'll, similar to what we'll do, we'll hop between the three of us. So uh, we'll take Tampa Bay as your first one. We might as well do our teams first. All righty. Um, we've already talked about him, but Andre Vasilevsky, <laughs> um, yeah, without yeah. him, they're not the Tampa Bay Lightning. So extremely thankful to have him on the team oh yeah thankful you've got him locked up as well on on a pretty pretty nice contract so it's uh, a large contract but i think totally worth it uh, yeah like yeah agreed i mean it's it's the it is the most important position in hockey Uh, if you look through all the stanley cup winning teams the one comparison of people obviously focus on center positions and superstars but the one consistent uh, factor in in Stanley Cup winning teams is is a hot goalie and normally it's a uh, it's a, a good you know elite goalie as well so right yeah not surprised not surprised um, so I'm going to take the Seattle Kraken what a surprise that uh, that I'm going to take the Seattle Kraken but um, <laughs> originally I was going to say we're thankful just to be here where which is I'm, I'm probably more thankful they're here because I've been waiting for such a long time um, but I think, and all Kraken fans that are listening would agree with this. We're just thankful that we didn't go zero and eighty-two. So the second that we actually won a game, I think it was nice to go. Phew! At least we're not going <laughs> to lose every game this season. So uh, you know, and it's if it's a, if it's a horrible season, but it's peppered with the occasional victory like the other night, then I think people will be uh, will be okay with that. Um, so we'll pick up Max's last because I've got a little sheet to go through. So hopping back over to yourself, JP, uh, you've got the Nashville Predators. So Nashville is clearly thankful for Matt Duchesne and Ryan uh, Johansson. Those guys are both on huge contracts and they're definitely playing like they're on huge contracts. Uh, They have underperformed over the last few years and, um, it is a huge part of why those guys are kind of in the playoff picture right now. And every point counts big time in that division that it's super tight. Like it's the, there's like five teams that are all kind of within three points or four points of kind of the third place, you know, kind of third place wildcard range. So, uh, they're earning their paychecks this year. And, um, I think in the past they have not, uh, played quite to potential. So I think Nashville and Nashville fans are super thankful for those guys this year. I like that. That's a very, um, it's a very eloquent way of putting it. Uh, I think <laughs> the um, Johansson especially, but Duchesne the same. They they have both been utter sh- for the past past two years. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll so, let you be the one to say it. <laughs> but um, but like you said, this year, and it's it's ironic because Nashville are one of those teams where we really weren't sure where they were going to be. They traded away Ryan Ellis and then, you know, actually everything's kind of clicking yeah. massively helped by UC Saros being an absolute God between the pipes. It but, helps. Yeah. Um, 
but Johansson and Duchesne, like they look good, mm. which is something that you couldn't have, you couldn't say last year. You probably couldn't say the year before. Mm. So that's a lot of salary um, right there. You need it to perform well. So you certainly do. Otherwise, you're going to have to put it on waivers with the other horrific <laughs> contracts. <laughs> that's a lot of money to go on waivers. So just thinking about it's going to be Kane, some good gosh, AHL teams. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I just that like guy. I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, "Well, he created his own mess," and I'm, you know, he did. But that guy has been through some some crap over the last couple of years. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He certainly it's I, a shame. I, I sympathize to a degree as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Wasted talent because the guy, you know, when he's on form, like he's he's a super good player. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. But there you go. So. Flipping across to yourself, Tyler, uh, next up for you is the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I'm going to go with their captain, Claude Giroux. Uh, Still getting it done. I think he's such a fun player to watch. And if I was a Philly fan, I think just being able to watch him every game is something to be thankful for in itself. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to disagree with that, mate. I thought you were going to go with Gritty. So uh, I was thinking about saying that, <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess they can be thankful for him too. I think he's a little weird, face. but <laughs> just, just like, because I went to, um, they, they back, remember that time before COVID when things were a lot simpler and people used to get on planes and go abroad and there wasn't this crazy, you know, got to be jabbed and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So um, so before the jab and all that sort of stuff, they, we, myself and my wife had our, our honeymoon uh, in, a, in Prague, in the Czech Republic, um, for no other reason other than the fact that we'd never been there. And Chicago were playing the European games there. So we watched Chicago versus the Flyers. Um, and because it was technically the Flyers' home game, um, they had Gritty was there. And it's <laughs> like he, like he, for the, as a crowd boosting thing which is obviously what the mascot is supposed to do like he is seriously immense oh and, yeah um, I, I went like, to a philly game they played tampa uh in mm. philly and the gritty stuff was just pure entertainment that's brilliant i love it i love it and you, like and I, I know there's a lot of nostalgia around tommy hawk but when you've got tommy hawk next to gritty you're kind of like yeah, he's <laughs> like he's he's much better. So, um, so there you go. Sorry, Blackhawks fans, um, but there you go. So, I th- yeah, that makes sense. So, Claude Giroux, absolute legend. Um, sticking with absolute legends. So, my next team is the Detroit Red uh, Red Wings, and what they're thankful for is definitely Steve Eiserman because what a transition this team has been through. They're currently fourth at the Atlantic. There is a thing, an emotion that Detroit fans probably haven't felt for a while. And they're probably scratching their head thinking, what is that emotion I'm feeling? It's not anger. It's not frustration. Oh, wait, it's, it's hope. And they actually <laughs> have have hope now. Um, the Atlantic's a tough division to be in. So to be fourth is, is a real achievement for a team that is still rebuilding. You know, They're not the finished article. This isn't the New York Rangers and they were just peppering some first round picks in amongst talent like they literally tore that thing down um but even some of their older players are looking great and this is this is what was the deciding factor for me in choosing this i'm gonna i'm gonna read you through their finishing positions 
since 2016-2017, okay? So in 2016-2017 season, they finished seventh in the Atlantic, did not qualify for the playoffs. 2017-2018, finished fifth in the Atlantic, did not qualify for the playoffs. 2018-2019, they finished seventh in the Atlantic, did not qualify for the playoffs. You see a little theme running here. 2019-2020, they finished eighth. Yes, that would be rock bottom. In the Atlantic, did not qualify for the playoffs. And last year, they finished seventh uh, in the, well, what was the weird central division uh, and did not qualify for the playoffs. So I'm not sure they're going to qualify for the playoffs this year, but they are looking like they're start. You're starting to see Eisenman's pedigree start to show in that team and as a Tampa fan Tyler you know this better than anybody else that guy can put a team together and they're starting to look like they could be a contender in years to come so yeah I absolutely agree with that cool right so we've got 32 teams to go through so (laughs) with mosey on down to jp and your next team which is the dallas stars the dallas stars are thankful for the arizona coyotes because (laughs) (laughs) they they just handed them their fourth win in a row last night and uh, the coyotes have been very generous that way this season handing out a lot of wins to (laughs) other teams but um uh, and they're also thankful for Rupe Hints, who has scored uh, seven mm-hmm. goals in the last eight games. He's playing at an impressive clip right now. And uh, Dallas also right there in the mix at the moment in terms of like the playoff picture. So, um, so far, so good mm-hmm. for them this year. It's going to be a crazy, that central division. And I know we we called it just, just for people that listen to this, your first ever podcast. If you go back about 12 episodes ago, um, uh, you'll hear us talking about the central and we said at the time that division is a nightmare unless you're calling the top team and even with the avalanche having a pretty ropey start it's just wide open um so there you go yeah they're just they're leapfrogging each other all over the place yeah oh, well, and, and like you said like w- one game yeah. and the whole division swings totally different from second to sixth oh, yeah. so it's just it's crazy um that's the advantage of being is being crap and being bottom. Although having said that, Seattle are now second bottom in the in the, in the Pacific Division. Yeah, uh-huh. They're no longer on, on the bottom. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver, Vancouver get that that pleasure. So just to rub it in. Uh, so next up, Tyler is the LA Kings for you, mate. Um, I picked two of their veterans, uh, mm-hmm. Kopitar and Quick. I think uh, the fans are going to be extremely thankful for them. Kopitar is twenty one points already playing above a point per game pace, still getting it done. And despite a four and five record, Quick has a nine two eight save percentage and a two point two five goals against average. So um obviously they're both legends, uh just still getting it done in in their older age. Uh I'd be extremely thankful if I was a Kings fan for them. Can not agree more. And Jonathan Quick surprised me because all the talk was around Cal Peterson being kind of taking over the mantle from Jonathan Quick. Right. Some people thought Jonathan Quick was going to be part of the expansion draft. Didn't obviously happen. Um, but he he's putting up some impressive numbers. You know, he really is. He's looking good. So in Kopitar, the Kings are uh, better than I expected. Me I too. <laughs> um. There we go. So my next team is the Calgary Flames. So staying in the Pacific Division uh, and sticking with goalies as well. So the Calgary Flames are almost certain the thankful for Markstrom. 
uh, who is who is pretty good. They're probably also thankful they didn't crap the bed this year because there is uh, there was a lot of pressure on those guys. They know that people are good rose in their final year, um, but they are play- the Calgary Flames look a seriously good hockey team. And Markstrom, these are his numbers so far, guys. So he has five shutouts already this season. That is insane. Yeah. His save percentage is nine three seven. And he's <laughs> playing most of the games, right? Um, his backup is um, Vladar, the guy who was at Boston, and he's playing super well as well. So it's not even like he's he's been crap. He's playing well. But Markstrom's goals against average is second best in the league with one point eight one. Um, you know, so yeah, wowzers. He is, uh, he's looking good. That's $6 million a year they're paying him. That does not look like a big uh, contract right now because he is he is playing like a Vesna goalie. Yeah, uh, worth 100%. every penny. 100%, 100%. So, JP, back to yourself. The Edmonton Oilers is your next team. The uh, Edmonton Oilers are thankful for Vegas Golden Knight turnovers. <laughs> because uh, that's what won them the game last night no i mean in to their credit uh they're very good at creating them as well right they they mm-hmm. you could they can make a team look bad uh by sort of forcing those mistakes um but yes thankful for, for vgk turnovers and then this is the obvious one but Connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl you know that duo uh, having an incredible year so far you probably know this already. Did you know that their power play is like around 40%? Yes, I said 40. <laughs> yeah. 40%. That is not yeah. a statistic. You rarely hear that number associated with power play percentage. That's absurd. That is an yeah, absurd. Yeah, that might be like the Coyotes penalty kill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's definitely not their win percentage. I know that. From- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is not. But yeah. um yeah. Out. So yeah, Oilers looking incredibly good. We already said that, but uh, they got a lot of things to be thankful for right now. There you go. So, and just for people that thought that JP hated all, all Canadians, it's, it's clearly proved proof that's not the case. <laughs> you come into Edmonton, so just call it like um, I see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what forty percent? It's ridiculous. And we're we're enough games in now that that is a scary statistic. Like it's a sort of statistic where when you're at the Mickey Mouse part of a league where it's like game five. And someone says, "Oh, this guy's save percentage nine nine nine. You're like, "Yeah, he's played three three right, games. Like, right? That's who cares?" That, but yeah, that's a stat that we're, doesn't we're stay at that high. Twenty game mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at the twenty game mark now. We are literally closing in on a course for the season, uh, presuming that we don't have any COVID impact. Um, so it's uh, scary, scary. Um, and I'm so happy that we, we're playing them in a couple of games' time. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, San Jose Sharks is next up for you, bud. Um, I'm going to go with their first round pick from last year's draft or this year's uh, William Eklund. I think Mm. that was a great pick and I was surprised that he dropped down to seventh, but I would be extremely thankful for him. Uh, I think he's going to be a star. Yeah, he looks really, really good. And it's a a bit annoying that he doesn't seem to be getting a lot of the press that people like Lucas Raymond and Cole Sillinger are getting, but it, it, it sums up last year's draft, which was everybody knew the first 20 picks could probably go in any order. Kind of knew that Owen Power was going to go first, but after Power, it was, um, and what a name that is, um, to be uh, Mr. Power, just meant um, <laughs> to, uh, to go 
he better have a good slap shot, otherwise he's completely killed his nose. Um, <laughs> or, but everybody below him it was like a, an unknown. So, um, yeah, they've, they've massively done that. They're obviously going to be thankful for waivers as well, Tyler, because uh, <laughs> that's uh, right. how they're solving their problems. <laughs> um, so, uh, right. So next up for me is the Anaheim Ducks, so the mighty Ducks, they'll always be that to me. Um, they are thankful that the plan is working. They, their young guns are settling in. Gibson is playing well. And this is team. I honestly thought Anaheim were going to be pretty much propping up the bottom of the division, but looking better than they did last year and kind of on the journey. Like they look like they're a few steps ahead of where I thought they were. And people like Troy Terry, wow. I mean, that, that kid looks super good when he was a junior anyway. I kind of remember him um, in the, U- the USA team. Uh, the shootout where they, I think they won the gold medal or something like that, and uh, and he obviously scored the the shootout winning goal. But it's he 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 looks immense, and and even some of the vets, you know, like Getzlav and stuff, is is playing really well as well. So Anaheim are thankful that it is working out because there's nothing worse than rebuilding and it doesn't work. And there's a few teams in the league that know that too well. It would be hilarious to play a. Uh a clip from a prior show when we were breaking down the Pacific and I was talking about the ducks right now. Like if you were to play that back, it would be me saying, Oh yeah, they're definitely going to be bringing up the bottom of the division. They're in a deep rebuild and they've totally made me look stupid, but that's the fun thing about sports, right? You never know how it's going to go. Is. I think we've got a clip of it. I think you were pretty much saying that it was <laughs> pretty much what you were saying. So, uh, whereas it's actually turned out to be okay. So far, so good. Yeah. I think that yeah. was his voice. So it, that, that was, that, his, that yeah, was exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pitch perfect. I was so mad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why, but I was mad. <laughs> just, just in general. Um, so next up, JP, for yourself, um, uh, we've we've given you a few Canadian teams so that you can show the Canadians some love. Is the Toronto Maple Leafs everybody's favorite team? Yeah, uh, you're right. On the Maple right. Leafs, um, the. Toronto should be thankful that they are off to a good, strong start this season after last season's um, more than disappointing playoff exit. Uh, I think a mm. slow start to this season would have been real bad for uh, everybody in the organization and um, and the fans. I mean, they'd be burning effigies in the streets at this point if Toronto had gotten off to a sluggish start, but yep. they did not. Um, they're very much playing to their potential, I'd say looking really good. Um, so yeah, very thankful for that. The big question is what happens, you know, come playoff time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so that's, that's really the- <laughs> <laughs> nice. You had Saved that- you doing all the bits today. Yeah. Yeah. They're um, ready to go. Yeah, man. Um, but they should be thankful that it's so far so good, you know, cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I you nailed that one. It was like game four, and they were one and three, and they were throwing jerseys on the ice. So right, exactly. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. That's that impatience Ooh. that uh, the Canadian <laughs> fan base is. Of course, Toronto. Yeah. I get it. They're built really well. You expect better from them, but um, they found their groove. Yeah, I think I kind of maybe we need we need a Toronto fan. Um, be, I, I don't think we've got enough. Uh, stuff to have Steve Danglon, but if we had, if we had, we, I'd love to get a Toronto fan on just to say you do realize that it, lots of hockey teams over the years have been built by having just the best players, and it, it doesn't always work. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it just if it was that easy, they don't everyone would do that. They just just they just tank for three years, mm-hmm. get first round picks, 
uh, <laughs> Arizona, and uh, and then hope that if <laughs> putting it all together was just going to work out. It just doesn't. It's just you know, funnily yeah. enough, it doesn't always happen like that. But no. they are off to a good start. So that's uh, that's got to be what Toronto are thankful for. So next up, flicking across to yourself, uh, Tyler, is the Washington Capitals. I'm going to go with the obvious, uh, Alex Ovechkin. Um, just mm-hmm. one of the best goal scorers of all time, and he's still playing like a top three player in the league. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you can't be thankful for him. I agree. I agree. We we missed a trick with Toronto, by the way. It's just come into my head. Well, the, they should have been thankful for, and it, it was it's so big. It should have been in our news, which is that Austin Matthews ran a a charity kind of fun giving page or whatever it's called these days, whatever the kids are up to. And um, he, he said that if he got to a certain number, a certain value of, of donations for Movember, he would shave off his mustache <laughs> and he, and he got to it <laughs> within about five minutes of telling everybody he would shave his mustache off <laughs> every, every, you know, person who, who can't stand it, which is clearly a lot of people in the U S and Canada all, all put money forward. He, he blitzed this target that he set. So he said that he will shave it off. Um, so that's another thing that Toronto got to be thankful for. They don't have to stare at that mustache. I'm sure he'll longer. shave it and then just grow it right back probably, but Hey, yeah. <laughs> take it where we can get it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but no, I agree with you, Tyler, Ovechkin, who would not be thankful to have Ovechkin on and it, it, possibly the best Stanley Cup celebration of all time was him. Not even the one he did on the ice. It was the one where like there was that picture of him in bed with the cup. Like it's just like the guy is just a complete legend. He knows how to party. Hands down. He does. He does. Um, so Winnipeg is the next team on my list. And I have decided that they are thankful for the Dubois trade. When that trade was made, quite a few people raised some eyebrows around obviously Patrick Laine going off to the Columbus Blue Jackets and Pierre-Luc Dubois coming across to the Winnipeg Jets. But I think that's worked out really well. Laine struggled with injuries. He struggled to fit in in Columbus. His numbers weren't great last season. I honestly don't know how great they are this season, but not great enough that I would have spotted them. Um, but Pierre-Luc Dubois points this season... So he's got 11 goals, seven assists, so he's 18 points, which puts him in the top 40 point producers in the in in the NHL, which is is pretty impressive given there's 32 teams and a lot of good players in that list. Um, and he's got a good plus minus as well, so I, I think that's a trade that's really worked out nice for the Jets, and they look they're looking solid this year. So, JP, next up for you, moving down south, so you're now back into the US, is the Minnesota Wild. I was waiting for this. It's funny that they're next to each other because I was going to say that the Minnesota Wild are thankful for the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> uh, they demolished them 7-1 the other night. So, uh, um, But in all seriousness, the uh, Minnesota Wild should be thankful for Kirill Kaprizov, um, who's proving he's worth every penny of the $9 million per year contract that he signed. Um I think I read that he has he had 22 points through the first 20 games of the season, um, which is a, mm-hmm. a franchise record for the Wild. So, wow! Um, I don't think anybody is doubting the signing of Kirill Kaprizov. I'm sure Wild fans are very thankful for him. 
There you go. And check out JP rocking the stats. So, uh, I know, right? <laughs> I'll make an analytics guy out of you yet, mate. Out of you yet, right? So, so is that, are you going to go philosophical on us today then? Swap, um, switch it up? I can, I'll, I'll try for the, with the last three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Columbus is next up for yourself, Tyler? Uh, I think they are thankful that they don't have to pay Seth Jones $9.5 million <laughs> for the next eight years. I think that was a great trade for them, and they could get a high high draft pick with the that trade. I don't know if it's lottery protected or not, but um, I think that was a great move for their franchise. So it is lottery protected, but only to the top three. So if the Chicago Blackhawks get the oh, fourth overall okay. pick, then that would be the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Which that could, that could turn out really nice. So, so. Right, again, like next year's draft is another one where the top 10, probably even top 15 names are all ones that uh, that we will bore you with on a on a, f- a future podcast when I get in my my draft hat goes <laughs> on and we get proper so analytical that JP can't even can't even bear to be on the episode. That's how, that's how much we're going to take it. But I agree with you. That trade looks immense. I don't say too much because Blackhawks fans already think that I'm completely cacking on them as a team. Uh, I am not. But even the most diehard of Chicago fans cannot look at that trade and think of anything other than currently that feels like they overpaid for a guy who is producing, but probably at the wrong end right. of the ice for Chicago right now. He's, he's very good offensively, looks a bit ropey defensively. But there we go. Right, next up for me, and we talked about this team earlier, is the New Jersey Devils. So they are thankful that they only have one alternate jersey released this year, and they already did it. Um, because <laughs> That is a great like, answer. I don't know who their marketing team is, but seriously sack those guys because that was like, they kind of redeem themselves with the hat hat, but only only slightly. Um, so sort yourselves out. I mean, like there's so much so much history. There's so many beautiful New Jersey Devils jersey. It's one of those jerseys that's iconic. And they were like, "Should we release an alternate?" They went, "Yeah, yeah." Should we just completely kind of on everything that we've ever done as a jersey and come up with something completely different <laughs> yeah that sounds great yeah, Marty. let's do that let's Perfect. do that yeah <laughs> so uh, do you want some crayons to fill it in anyway so look, it was an awful <laughs> awful jersey uh, and thank god that they only have to release the one this year mm. so um yeah we go that's that's the jersey devils staying in that region of the u.s over to yourself jp is the new york rangers yeah the rangers uh i think should be thankful for gerard gallant i am biased he was obviously the coach in <laughs> vegas um but he has them off to their best start in years um and i kind of feel like this is the year that they squeeze back into the playoffs i think and it's been a little while. I think the last time they're in the playoffs was 2017, according to mm-hmm. what I read. But mm-hmm. uh, Gallant has been called a player's coach many, many times. And um, he's good for this kind of situation, I think. Like Gallant, historically, he, he can't always keep the locker room for a long time. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's because players don't like him. I think sometimes maybe he's a little too soft uh, over time. And so sometimes he tends to lose the team after a few seasons, but, mm-hmm. um, but with a new group of players, Gallant is at his best. You give him a group of guys he's never worked with before and he'll get the best out of them. And that's what's happening in, in New York right now, I think. So the Rangers should uh, definitely be thankful for Gerard Gallant. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been called lots of things beginning with a P, but never a player's coach. Yeah. Um, but there you go. So <laughs> the um, Rangers as well, they, it, Shesterkin is a big, big factor. And it's they're, they're a bit like we were talking about the Ducks seeing their plan come together. The Rangers look like a good team this year, mm-hmm. which, is, which they should do because they've got lots and lots of lots of very, very, very good players. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got this great mix of some of the vets, like Chris Kreider still looks amazing. Um, and Shesterkin is... You know he could be up there with Vasilevsky if, if he if he continues the trajectory that he he's on because he is a seriously seriously good goaltender. So, mm-hmm. and as we said earlier, they win your cups. I agree with you there. So next up uh, for yourself, Tyler, is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I think they should be thankful for head coach Mike Sullivan. Um, he's won them two cups, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and with their superstars being injured, he still led them to stay in the playoff hunt early. Um, they're right in the mix. So I think he's a great mm-hmm. coach. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it's, I just, I, it's two or three cups, isn't it? I can't remember whether it was three. I know the Penguins have won three cups over this kind of spell, but I'm not sure if Sullivan was the coach at the time. A Penguin fan will have to let us know. But I agree with you. I think they should be thankful for him. Uh, and thankful, obviously, Sidney Crosby's uh, coming back as well, which is always nice to see. Um, right. So I've got – this was a tough one, this was. I had to go philosophical with this because uh, the next up for me is the Arizona Coyotes. And when you're looking at a team that is – a mess um it is hard to see what they can be thankful for so i've got two for the arizona coyotes because i couldn't decide between the, the two so the philosophical one is that they are thankful that the season is only 82 games long um <laughs> because if it was any longer i think they would seriously uh, be stretching it but in all seriousness what they should be thankful for is because i know because i've watched some of their games um and there is still fans going you know, and I, I people would say, yeah, but they've already paid for the season tickets. I, I don't care. Like we we know is you can sell those tickets, and if you can't, you can still choose to to just not go. Like it's not like you physically are by gunpoint being dragged into the stadium to sit down and watch your team get spanked every week. Um, but they are those fans that are actually still going. Like hats off to you guys, and the, the organization should be thankful that they have a. You know, they do have a dedicated fan base, um, which unfortunately has been subjected to years upon years of utter shite on the ice. But they are, uh, you know, it's they should be thankful they have that fan base regardless. Absolutely. It's impressive, right, that, that there are mm. that many fans that would hang in there like that. Like it's a, it's a good example to the rest of us when our teams are doing poorly. It's a fan loyalty, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So no matter how bad your team is, remember, you could be following the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres is your next and last one for you, JP. Um, so the obvious one is they should be thankful that the Jack Eichel drama is over. That was not a good situation um, for mm, anybody, for the fans, for the teams, for Jack Eichel. Um, so I think we thankful that they can move on from that situation. Uh, it just went on for way too long. And then... Um, uh, more on the positive end, uh, I think they should be thankful for the head coach, for Don Granado, um, who by all accounts is a very sort of stable presence behind the bench. Um, mm-hmm. He seems like he's very careful uh, not to, he doesn't tweak the lineup too much just because they lose a couple games. I think sometimes when a team is struggling, 
uh, that's a good starting point is just uh, some stability. And I feel like maybe he's a stable presence, like emotionally as well, and just sort of in his demeanor. And I think that's a good building block to sort of turn things around and actually looking at their record, um, you know, the, they're, they're not far off, you know, a few wins, they could be kind of a middle of the pack team. Like, so they've certainly had worse years. It's, you know, maybe trying to look for a silver lining, but, uh, but I think they should be thankful for, um, his presence and, um, and, you know, anything to sort of stabilize things. And that starts in the locker room and on the bench. And, um, that's a good place to start. And he seems like he brings that to the team. So. Yeah. No, I like that one. That's a good one. Um, Tyler, your last team is the Boston Bruins. I'm going to go with the perfection line. Um, Clearly, (laughs) they would be nothing without them. Most of their goal scoring has come from that line this year, too. And Charlie McAvoy. I think he's an outstanding defenseman. Um, Those guys are kind of obviously their core, and they're fun to watch. So I'd be thankful for them. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 uh, I completely agree. It's, uh, it's impressive. They're they're not doing quite as well as I thought they would be doing. You know, we're gonna have to we'll have to look at that on another episode. But um, the Boston Bruins are an interesting team given their position. But uh, definitely thankful for the perfection line, as you called it. Um, so and so far, thankful that Brad Marchand has yet to lick any NHL players <laughs> to date. I was going to make so, up. She's always. It that. was a Lightning player, I will say. <laughs> it was Ryan Callahan it that was, he licked. It was. Yeah, yeah. He's never um, going to live that down. I mean, you know, that's no. well, <laughs> probably shouldn't either because no, it was exactly. disgusting. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and my final team is the and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, is the Florida Panthers, good old Florida Panthers. So when we're saying, what are they thankful for? Um, I put they're thankful that their home record was ended last night by the Kraken before they hit the NHL record. <laughs> Thank you very much. So because it was, it was just, it was a burden that they didn't need. You know, the pressure they were under to have to maintain that record. We thought we'll help you out, guys, and take it away from you, which we did. So they're thankful for that. Um, but in all seriousness, they are thankful that when Quenville, let's be honest, was taken away from them because he stepped down for things that had absolutely nothing to do with the Florida Panthers or anything that happened within the Florida Panthers organization, or in fact, his performances as a coach, as the Florida Panthers head coach, that must have been very hard for the team uh, and the coaching staff around them to kind of reconvene and to not let that completely be your season um but you know what they look immense they really do look we could end up with a and i don't know how this would work so tyler tell me this is this could never happen but they're making the playoffs which means that at some point like it's going to be tampa v tampa into florida v florida should i say sorry to insult those outside right like a rematch it's Rematch from last year. Yeah, I just they look they look seriously good, and the goaltending's good, defensively is good. You know, taking my right my rose tinted Seattle glasses off, like they probably should have won that game last night. And if it hadn't been for Driga deciding that he was gonna you know piss off everybody who he used to <laughs> he used to be a, a fan of his, <laughs> uh, he they they probably would have won that game. But they it's a good team. It's a 
to right. Rank it to. And it, they went to in the playoffs last year. It was a first round exit to Tampa, but it was in six games without their number one defenseman. Mm-hmm. So they're and they've gotten better in the off season, and it's showing this year. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So. I'm going to say thanks here to NHL Breakers, the Instagram, who put something that every team should be thankful for. So I'm just going to very quickly go through the teams that Max would have picked up. Um, But the first one is the Canadians, and they've said that they should be thankful for Carey Price. Um, I'm not sure I agree with that in terms of the fact that he's only he hasn't actually come back yet. But that's what they put for him. the New York Islanders, they've said they should be thankful for Barry Trotz. Um, I think they should be thankful that the stadium is there in the new home. I know, I believe they are 0-4 and four at home in their new stadium. I think they're still yet to win it in their new stadium. Please correct me, guys, but I'm pretty certain that they're winless I think in the right. new rink. Yeah. Um, which is... Oh, a bit, a bit... Uh, <laughs> there's, you can lose the first game. I know, we did. Um, but four games and you kind of start to think oh god this is a bit yeah that's a bit poor yeah it's, it's a rough start i heard the blues they've put they'd be thankful for a strong offense which i would agree with i think the blues are, are they're kind of that team that are a, a few clicks away from being super good um and it's a there's a theme here so colorado apparently they're going to be thankful for their elite offense which yep that's uh Pretty obvious. They obviously didn't go quite as, quite as funny as us because then for Carolina, they've put they should be thankful for their elite offense. So we've got three <laughs> as a theme. Um, and uh, I only really did this because I really wanted to do this. So we're saying who watches Chicago's the next one and they should be thankful for. Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> because they've looked a lot better under Derek King than they did under Jerry Colleton. And whether that is anything that King has done differently. And yeah, I just added this in so I could use that to, <laughs> that clip. But new management, like at least Chicago have got some hope now, which is good. Um, and the last team of the 32 is the Vancouver Canucks. And whilst Vancouver Canucks fans must be thinking, what have we got to be thankful for? The answer is Demko. Uh, because even though your team currently looks like it can't buy a victory, um, or at least any consistency in victories, uh, and you're now behind us in the standings, by the way, and that's, that's depressing for you guys. Um, it's... Thatcher Demko still looks like an elite goaltender and they don't come with a free bounty bag. So, um, yeah, that's a, something to be thankful for. So there we have it, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, NHL. Yeah. <laughs> so we have, to, we have to think what we're going to do for a Christmas special because <laughs> yeah. that's not too far away. Um, yeah, we got to you know, gotta plan Not it. record an episode. There you go. That could, nah. be, our, that could be our Christmas <laughs> special. Um, so... So then, look, thanks for listening. As always, guys, we appreciate every listen. We know these podcasts are not short, and we know that you're very busy people, um, so we appreciate it. And for those of you who listen, who get in touch, who give us feedback, who contact you know, any one of the four of us on Twitter as well, you know, we love you for that. Um, even if you're, you know, even if you're in, in, our, in our Canadian base, who, who JP tries his best to, to alienate, <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> then we appreciate those listens, of course. Uh, and if you can't get enough of the Offensive Zone show, and, and why would you want, you know, want anything other than more of this show, then you can check out all of our previous episodes, obviously on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all those great places. Or if you want to go completely rebellious and bring the whole system down you can go onto our own website which just for that one guy is www.theoffensivezone.com um 
it's on the internet as well, just in case you hadn't worked that out. <laughs> so if you check it out on there, it's uh, it's the place to be. And you can listen to all of it. And you can catch some videos as well. You can hear me and JP talking about the season before it began and then realize how stupid we are and how wrong we were <laughs> when you look at the league now and how little we knew. About oh, it always goes it. that way, doesn't it? So, it does. So... I hope, as I said, that everybody has has had a great Thanksgiving and, and had plenty of turkey because it's at least three weeks until you can have some more. Um, and <laughs> yeah, let's see what the NHL brings next week, guys, because every week is, uh, is something new with this. So it's always been fun talking with my hockey heroes, chatting hockey. So stay safe, stay well, see you soon.